First, take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! Why don't you go back to your home on Four Island? I'm funny how? Are you funny like I'm a clown? I amuse you? I make you laugh? I'm here to fucking amuse you? What do you mean funny? Funny how? How am I funny? Alright, what's going on everyone? Uh, I think I got this stuff under control now. Um, I officially have gone live on iTunes, so with this second episode of the On My Level with AJ podcast... It is now on iTunes. Episode 1's up there, that little 20-minute blurb that I put out. Well, I guess I would have been today or yesterday on iTunes, but I put it out a couple days ago. Um, That's officially up. Um, My image and everything. I had a little issue with the spacing and the title of the podcast, Uh, but with a little bit of research on my lunch break today, I I figured it out and hopefully fixed it all. I also have a few shout-outs to give to my friends Ben, Alan, Ian, and Shane, they've been helping me promote this as much as they possibly can through Facebook and sending all their friends to my page and adding, adding, having them add the podcast, Facebook. Yeah, I've been getting some pretty decent feedback. My friend Scott called me out for recording that uh, song at the end of the first, the end of the first podcast by putting my phone or the microphone up to a speaker where I can probably just drag and drop a song which is what I'm probably going to do today. But thanks for calling me out on that there, Scott. Ian, also, for uh, requesting to be my first guest, which is pretty awesome. I told him that I'm probably going to wait a little bit and get all this stuff figured out and figure out how I can have a uh, a phone-in guest. Haven't done that ever. Haven't done any of this ever, as if you've listened to the first podcast. So, yeah, everything's looking up. I have had over... 250 hits on the the Podbean website, which is awesome. Uh, I need to get a a couple more people to start listening to the iTunes, because if you listen to iTunes and you subscribe and everything, that's how I end up getting, not so much featured, but I'll get bumped up closer to the top of the the comedy section, which, you know, this isn't exactly comedy gold, but I didn't really know where else to put this under as far as a podcast goes, and yeah, so that's where it went, that's where it's under. So hopefully I'll have some comedic breaks here and there for everybody. But uh, yeah, as of that, that's that's the way all that's going to go. Feeling a little run down today, a little tired. Watched a little bit of wrestling last night. Kind of called it quits early, I guess, as most people would say. I, I, I was in bed by 10 o'clock here uh, in Central Time. I saw pretty much almost half a Raw. Still, Still kind of impressed with... With the storyline, I've heard nothing but good things about the Daniel Bryan, John Cena um, interview they did on Miz TV. I'm going to have to watch that. I recorded Raw, so maybe I should watch it first before I make a review on it. But up to what I had seen, it was pretty good. The Wyatts with Kane, I don't know where they're going to go with that. I heard Kane's going to be putting out a uh, another movie here soon. That's like the sequel to the first movie he had done. And they're trying to make him more evil, more of a demonic character again. And I guess they figured the Wyatts would be the the best way to go with that, to bring out his his bad side. I don't know. I think that's a little on the lame side. 
I think they can find a better storyline than that. I think they're wasting Bray Wyatt's talent on that. Then see in the beginning, the beginning of Raw, where Daniel Bryan came out to a sea of yes signs. That was pretty, pretty impressive. I know a lot of them were towels. I think they gave them away. You never really know what's going on there in that California crowd. That they, they they don't pop at the right time. They do pop at the wrong time. They they pop for the wrong people sometimes. Uh, so good to see RVD got a good a good pop though. Uh, heard he won the battle royal. Like I said, I didn't see it, but I, I did hear that he won the battle royal to face what's his name there from the Shield for the U.S. title before SummerSlam. Which I don't get. Why you wouldn't have that on the actual card is beyond me. I don't know if they're trying to grow that YouTube audience or whatever. But it's... it's I, I don't know. I think they're reaching with that also. I've been liking a lot of the stuff they've been doing as far as the tag team stuff goes. Uh, Big Show coming back. I heard that he's in superb shape. Which is odd because he was never really uh, a specimen other than his size. But uh, to see him come back and be with Mark Henry to go after the Shield. that That seems like a pretty good angle. I think they can take it. I don't know. I think they're going to get the belts from S.H.I.E.L.D. And then you're going to see Harper and Rowan from the the Wyatt family go after them for the belts. Just to show size and strength and all that. Instead of them going after the S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't think they want to pit the S.H.I.E.L.D. against the Wyatts yet. Eventually, but not yet. I think they gotta they gotta put Bray Wyatt over, even though he's over on the mic. They gotta put his wrestling ability over against Kane this weekend or next weekend, whenever the SummerSlam is. I'm so far out of it. I'm not exactly sure when that is. And then I saw that botched match, that botched finish for the Biggie Langston and Dolph Ziggler match with AJ Lee, and I always forget uh, Jimmy Abel Nightheart's daughter's name. But that was a, uh, I was I had to, I actually rewound it to see if it was a botch or not, and it was just a horrible ending. Um, like I said, I tapped out early on Raw last night, not for any other reason than the fact that I, I've been feeling run down. I'm a little tired. I don't exactly know what it is. I've been going to the gym here the last last month and a half, trying to get back into some kind of shape and, and not round like I've been. I was. I don't know. I'm trying my best to, to get back into shape, and that has nothing to do with Raw, but that has everything to do with me and why I feel like shit and why I tapped out early on Raw. So, I don't know. I stopped the at the store today on the way home from work. I skipped the gym, figured I'd come home and record this podcast, and I'm going to take some glycosamine or some shit like that. All I know is it's supposed to help my joints. I've been having a lot of trouble with my wrist, elbow, and shoulder on my left arm at the gym lately, and I feel like I can't push myself to do the stuff that I know I can do. My muscles are all right, but it's just the joints are killing me. I lost a good 10 pounds since I've been going. I put on a good six when I first started. That's a all due in part to my friend Corey that I met down here in Tennessee. He uh, actually is from Taylor, Pennsylvania. Went to the high school right next to where I used to live, and uh he he moved down here right around Memorial Day, and I've been talking about going to the gym, and he's a pretty fit dude, so we started going to the gym. He pushes me, you know. He's trying to get my old ass back in gear. I don't exactly know. I have no real 100% outcome other than to be a little bit smaller, try to get down around like 250, 
which is still, I found out, is overweight for my age and size, but fuck it. If I'm a solid 250 compared to the flabby-ass 280 I've been the last two years for my wedding, so my fiancé is not having some pictures with some fucking beast that I am currently, you know, can't, can't hurt. Plus, she always talks about how she wants me around for a long time, and, you know, everyone pushes it off, and then you always hear the guy that has a fucking heart attack and ends up having to change his eating patterns and change the way he works out and actually start going to the gym. I want to nip that shit in the bud before it happens for for my future family and the family that I've had my whole life. That way I don't have to worry about my fat ass anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. The eating right part's not going great, but the working out part's going fine, other than the fact that my left arm feels like it's going to fall off 90% of the fucking time I'm at the gym. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah, so on to some stuff that's not so boring and not so all about me, 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 and pro wrestling. I'm about eight and a half minutes in, nine minutes in, and you guys are probably like, Jesus fucking Christ, AJ, get on with it. So um, Kendra and I went and saw Elysium this weekend, which was actually a pretty decent movie. I don't know if I was going into it looking for more or not, but um, the graphics in the movie alone saved it. It was any of the storyline failures here or there that I had seen or that I was making up on my own, I don't know. Um, maybe I was just looking for more in the movie, but the acting was actually somewhat above par, except for the actor that played Spider, because he was horrible. He had an accent in the beginning. In the, within 15 minutes of the movie, he changed his accent two or three different times, and he it seemed like he was trying too hard to be a CD character. Um... I feel like I'm looking for something bad to say about the movie, but I, like I said, between the graphics, the acting, and it's like a futuristic Robin Hood type storyline that never really gets old, made it over the top entertaining. There's there's so much stuff that looks real in the movie. Like they have these flying cars, and I had like I even looked over at Kendra at one point. I'm like, that car looks real. You see the reflection of the guy walking past the car. The way they hover, everything, it it was incredible. The the graphics alone are reason enough to go watch this movie in the movie theater. Don't wait to to go and see it when it comes out on, on red on in red box or on DVD or whatever. Um, it's everything that you'd expect from the guy who directed and wrote District Nine. If you like District Nine, you'll love this. If you thought District Nine was a little too far fetched, then Maybe this isn't the movie for you, but you should still see it anyway. Because if you thought District Nine was bad, you're fucking re- nah, you're you're a little on the off side. You like how I caught myself there? Yeah, I know. But all in all, it was a solid movie, all around. It had a few stupid. I have a few stupid scientific questions about the space station, Elysium itself. Um, I probably shouldn't nitpick anything about it because at the time the movie supposedly takes place, I'm sure. If they went into how how they have everything situated on that space station, they would have wasted more than the hour and a half that the movie was. The movie was only like an hour and 37 minutes long, so that alone was excellent. So if you have kids and you need a babysitter, you know, perfect amount of time for a movie. You're not going to be gone too long. The movie cut it off short right when you needed it, you know. Um, a big The big payoff at the end of the movie made sense in theory of the movie. Um, it made me knock it down a few pegs on where I would rank it. 
I feel like it would have it would create a bigger problem on Earth than it, than it really would have helped. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Once you see the movie, come back at me with a question on it, and I'll go more into detail with it because I don't want to I don't want to drop any spoilers or anything. But the storyline itself was was you know your typical Robin Hood hero. I'm giving it like a seven and a half, maybe. Yeah, seven and a half out of ten. I'm not going to go any higher than seven and a half on it, though, because there are some holes in it that that I kind of didn't agree with and thought were asinine to have. Before the movie, though, uh, Kendra and I went and saw it on a su- Sunday night. Went out to dinner beforehand, and then we went out to the movies. And the amount of older people that were in the movie theater was was. Uh, prevalent when the they play those commercials prior to not the not the actual trailers but the commercials that movie theaters have been putting in there lately which is there's a youtube video there's a video for youtube for promoting geek week that they have coming out and the one part there is a a roller coaster and it went around and it didn't have a top it was like a loop-de-loop and the to- the whole top part of the loop is missing and all the old people in the audience were like oh <gasps> Oh, oh, and then they saw it was for YouTube, and I'm just like, it, it was fun to, to see older people in a movie theater that were blown away by simple graphics that a lot of people can probably do on their on their Macs. I found it funny, and I had I, you know, I just needed I, I looked over at Kendra and told her to remind me about it so I can say something about it in the podcast. Uh, I just found it funny, and it was nice. It, it, I guess it was a it was a nice throwback. Because you don't see people, you see all these movies anymore, and people just get blown away by the graphics, or it, it, not even blown away, they're just kind of dull to them, and to see people that were were genuinely impressed with something was pretty nice, because you, sometimes you just get desensitized to the to graphics, it just all goes away to the wayside, and you just watch, you're too involved with the movie to even think of how amazing it looks. So yeah, visually impressive, storyline was above average, acting was, for the most part, very good, uh, social and economical things that I realized that everyone that was poor and on earth, they, uh, they spoke Spanish and English, and everyone that lived on Elysium spoke, it sounded like Mandarin and French with mostly English because it's an English-speaking audience. I was kind of like, yeah, there you go. You know, way to show the the vast difference between who Hollywood thinks the rich and the poor are, or maybe it's just an easier way for us being stupid Americans that we can see the language. Or, in reality, a lot of people probably just didn't even think about it and it went right over their head. But me being the, the critic of... Hollywood as it is, I'm definitely gonna look into every little nuance of the movie to, to so I can have a an opinion. <laughs> Even though I have no writing ability as it is, who who would I be to not talk shit on something someone else is doing because I'm not doing it or I can't do it? <laughs> definitely go see it in the movies instead of waiting for it to come out on on Netflix or in DVD form or Blu-ray form. What are we? Oh, Jesus. We're only like 16 minutes into this shit, huh? All right. Well, 
what what else can I talk about? What else can I talk about? If you haven't seen the Mumford and Sons video that they just came out with, you will be incredibly impressed. Um, it's got a couple of guest stars in it, and the way they shot it, it was it, it made me laugh. I laughed pretty hard at it. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, they pull a fast one on you in the beginning because th- I can't really ruin it for you, but it's an excellent video. It's an excellent music video, and I'm a fan of Mumford & Sons. Yeah, I guess I, I'm one of those marks. I don't know, but I think the the the, the music they play is pretty awesome. Um, it's not the, the heavy shit that everyone has associated me with for the last almost 10 years, but I think... If you like the slower, folksy, fun, and funny music videos back to like the throwbacks of like what Foo Fighters used to do and everything, I think you'd you'd like this this uh, the video that they put out for uh, Hopeless Wander. I think I think the name of the song is, but yeah, I'm pretty sure you'd dig it. I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I like the song. I have their their live CD and everything. So if you if you're looking for something a little bit different or you're fed up with not having somewhat humorous music videos to listen to since, you know, that whole genre's kind of died. That whole medium, not so much genre, but that medium has died out. Yeah, go check out that Mumford & Sons video for Hopeless Wanderer. It's a pretty good time. Like I said, I laughed out loud at it. And I literally laughed out loud, not just, LOL, dude, yeah. Fucking tweens. You know, I could almost hear some of my friends or some of the people listening to this that are friends of my friends that are saying, Jesus Christ, dude, that's enough of the goddamn Mumford and Sons. Talk about something heavy already, Jesus. Yeah, that's probably the way it's going. I can tell, yeah. But, all right, I'll go on to something else. I'll go on to something else. So I mentioned my friend Alan earlier. Uh, Alan actually pretty much shut me down with saying that this is the first time I ever edited and recorded anything other than than the music of the bands that I was in. Now you want to go back about what was it 2013? So yeah, about 10 years ago, uh, Alan and I used to live together in this little fucking shit apartment in Dunmore. When I first met him, this is how fucking quick and close we got together. We got met him working a shit telemarketing job. Didn't feel like driving fucking. 45 minutes home every night and ended up crashing at his place that was like five minutes from where I was working. When we were living there, he used to tell me how he's a hip-hop artist and he makes beats and this, that, the other. And that's pretty much the start of our friendship because, you know, that takes it back far enough. Uh, So we're sitting there and one night he's shit-faced drunk and any of you that know me, I'm straight edge. I don't drink, smoke, or do any kind of drugs. And we're sitting there, and I'm just watching him get shit-faced alone, and he takes out this fucking tape recorder, because that's how we used to record it. That's how he used to record it, is he would take one of those old-school tape recorders, and we had the microphone and the one big speaker and the flip-top part. So what? He, <laughs> so he would sit there, and he would he would take instrumentals and play them in the background, and then he would take his, his this tape and record his voice over the tape, kind of like overdub himself. And the one day, I believe we were living in Taylor on Main Ave, I think it was. So it was probably cuts cuts forward to like a, a couple of years. And we're sitting there, and not even a couple of years, maybe a year. And I, there he is. He's fucking 
he's sitting there and he's recording his shit and he gets up and he has to go get himself a drink. So as he goes up and gets himself a drink, I take his fucking, his tape recorder, hit recording on the fucking thing and I stick my ass up to it and I blow a pretty decent fart. And then, cause he'd put his mouth like right next to the fucking microphone <laughs> every time he would be doing it. So I just figured it'd be funny to fart into his microphone. Then, uh, after he came back and he started, he started, uh, rapping again into his mic, into, into this little fucking tape recorder. I had told him what was going on and, uh, he started laughing and he busts out a new tape, brand new tape, 90 minute tape. And, uh, we proceeded for pretty much a summer and a half, maybe longer of tape recording our farts. And it was just like, some were like, some were, some were, there, all right, a couple of fucking sound effects for you, but you get the gist. We had a good 40 minutes of two second snippet of farts and probably the most fun that we've ever had other than just fucking being as, as if we need to put a mark on one time, but to sit back and bust out that tape for people that have never heard it before was like a fucking a fucking bomb goes off in the room and especially the ones where you're pushing and you're not exactly getting it out and you're pushing and and you can hear the grunt through the fucking microphone. It's it, it was, it was comedy at its, at its finest when we were 21 years old, 22 years old. So, uh, that little, this little shout out goes out to Al, Al in particular, just for, for that, that nugget of, of, uh, information that I had somehow forgot, but, yeah, big ups to Al No Sleep for for dropping a little knowledge on me. I think you'll get a kick out of that. And he's also one of the guys that have been helping me out with telling me which kind of programs to get and how to record and what kind of microphone I need and what I do and don't need and how I should do this and how I should do that. And he's been helping me out a lot. So I, ha- I had to give him a special shout out later in the podcast because that, uh, that little time alone that was those those were some of the golden years right there uh maybe not all for him but no no though that 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 was a special set of of fucking i don't know it was just some it was just some awesome awesome times looking back 10 years and reminiscing but oh well this shit fucking happens you grow up you get older you move on you do your own shit and at least now i have a fucking podcast that you guys can listen to me or maybe eventually, like I said, I'm going to try to find out how to get callers to call in. and Not really callers, but guests. Like my friend Ian. He's an interesting cat. He, uh, Ian, for a long time, from when I, from when I first met him, he was, uh, he was going to Bible school and he wanted to be a, a priest or youth minister or something to that effect. And uh, he had some interesting, interesting things to tell me as of late. Because at one time Ian lived with me for about a couple, like two or three months, maybe maybe four months, five months. I don't remember. It was a couple. Of months, it was a handful of months. Let's just say that. And in that time that he lived with me, he we would go back and forth uh, on random nights talking about religion and how what I believe and what he had believed at the time, or he might still believe in, as far as religion goes. We don't. We didn't line up, but it never stopped us from being probably a set of the best of friends. We would play. Uh, we would actually play the WWE 
game at the time. I don't remember what what year it was or whatever, but it was the it was the, the new the new hotness for WWE, and uh, we made ourselves a tag team called Dark Side United, which is pretty funny. Uh, I always thought it was an excellent name, and if I had a tag team, if I pro wrestled again, it goes back to me being a pro wrestler. Uh, I always said that would be one of the one of the names of a tag team that I would have to do. Or if I were to do another band, what I would call it, it would probably be the Dark Side United. I thought that was an excellent, excellent name for a band. So, But Ian's eventually going to be on. Alan's eventually going to be on. I had talked about my friend Mike, who's been doing some producing for a movie or directing or junior directing or whatever the fuck. All I know is the motherfucker's got a microphone, uh, not a, a megaphone, and he's taking pictures of him using it on fucking Twitter and Instagram. Not that I have Instagram, but Twitter. I see all those fucking pictures and motherfucker forgets to reply to a text message every now and then, but he'll call eventually. He'll call me in a fucking couple days. I know how this guy, this guy works. He's a busy fucking dude, I guess. But yeah, so those are some things for everyone to look forward to. Um, I'm still looking for questions and comments. Uh, I'm trying to do a Dear Abby type fucking thing where I give my opinion and suggestions to people on any fucking thing that they have going on in their life. Um, I'm no Oprah Winfrey or nothing like that. <laughs> I'm not the, any talk, I'm, I'm far from a top rated talk show host. Uh, like I said, this is, it's what, 26 minutes in, something like that, into my second podcast. I don't know. Maybe eventually I'll be a Mark Marin type or a Joe Rogan or Jay Morse style, but... As of right now, I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel, trying to fucking make something out of nothing. Like George and Wheezy, trying to move the fuck on up. Yeah, I think I'm going to cut this podcast short again at 27 minutes. Um, I might even just try to rock a half hour until maybe it'll go longer sometimes. Like I said, I'm just trying my best to, to learn the ins and outs of this shit so I can put out the best possible thing for, for you guys to listen to. Uh, something that I can be proud of that goes out. I say um a lot. I realize that there's joys of editing where I can cut all that shit out. So I've been doing that as much as possible. So I apologize to my any kind of speech and debate teacher I'd possibly had growing up in high school where I learned the art of a stutter or a pause. I now substitute an um, yeah. So if it gets annoying, oh well. Like I said, I'm going to try to edit as much of them out as I possibly can. And if you deal with it with me, then I'll deal with you calling me out on it because I have no problems with people calling me out on shit that I already know about. So this is going to be me signing off, rocking a half-hour podcast for you for my midweek, my my Tuesday to end a Wednesday recording session. Search for this podcast on iTunes and hit subscribe and rate and review it if you possibly could. All you got to do is go into iTunes and search On My Level. Yeah, a Wiz Khalifa song will pop up. All you got to do is look for the podcast section. I'll be number one in the podcast section for On My Level. Also, you can go to Facebook and look for On My Level with AJ on Facebook. Like it. I need likes on everything. I need subscribes on everything. Follow me on Twitter, at OnMyLevelWithAJ. I'm trying to build that slowly. It's a fucking hassle because I'm following more people than are following me, and 
if I try to reach out to someone a little bit more famous or a little, I don't know, a little bit more worth talking to, if they look and see that I only have like 15 followers and I'm following like 300 people, they're going to be like, yeah, we're right. I'm not going to go fucking talk to that guy. So follow me on all that shit. I would appreciate it so, so much. Thanks again for listening. Like I said, I'm going to toss another song here at the end. Hopefully you like it. Thanks a lot for listening, and I appreciate all the support you guys are giving me. What's up, niggas? Yo, I know you ain't talking about me, dog. You? What? Fuck Jay-Z. You been on my dick, nigga. You love uh, my style, nigga. Uh, uh, Jay-Z. Uh, uh, fuck with your soul like ether. Well. Teach you the king, you know you. Nah. God son across the belly. Lose. I prove you lost the race. Brace uh. yourself for the main event. Y'all impatiently waiting. It's like the AIDS test. What's the results? Not positive. Who's the best? Pop, Nas, and Big. Ain't no best. East, West, North, South, Floor style greedy. I embrace y'all with napalm. Blows up. No guts. Left chest, face gone. How can not be garbage, send me autos at your cottage, burn it at the side of your dome, come out of my throne, I got this, lot since, 9-1, I am the truest, name a rapper that I ain't influenced, gave y'all chapters, but now I keep my eyes on the Judas, with the wine, Sophie fame, kept my name in his music, check it, I fuck with your soul like ether, teach you the king, you know you, son across the belly, I prove you lost already, yo, pass me the weed, put my ashes out on these niggas, man, Hey yo, you faggots, y'all kneel and kiss the motherfucking ring. Ah. Fuck with your soul like ether. Well, Teach you the king, you know you. Nah. Y'all son across the belly. Lose. I prove you lost already. Been uh. Fucked over, left for dead, distant, forgotten. Luck ran out. They hope that I'll be gone, stiff and rotten. Y'all just piss on me, shit on me, spit on my grave. Uh. Talk about me, laugh behind my back, but in my face, shot some well wishes. Friendly acting, envy, hiding snakes. With your hands out for my money, man, how much can I take when the streets keep calling? Heard it when I was asleep that this KZ and Cockafella records wanted beef. Started cocking up my weapon, slowly loading up this ammo to explode it on a camel. And his soldiers, I can handle this Fadolo and his manuscript. Just sounds stupid when KRS already made an album called Blueprint first. Biggie's your man, then you got the nerve to say that you better than big. Dick sucking lips, won't you let the late great veteran live? Well.